It's Friday, December 2nd, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys, we're going to talk about up the middle, second base, shortstop, maybe a little bit more about center field. We're also going to get into a couple more free agents on the market that we haven't talked about just yet, and we might just have some Friday fun in store today on Texas Rangers with the boys. Welcome, everybody, to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys. Uh, my name is Kevin Frazier, a.k.a. YBK, your boy Kev. With me here is my co-host. Oh, wait, wait. And you can find me on the socials at Kevin Lee Frazier. That's Instagram and Twitter. Um, I'm not going to steal any thunder on Facebook. That's, that's for my, my, co- my co-host here. Um, so I'm going to turn it over to my buddy, my co-host, the man with the plan, the, the beard that never ends. And apparently it's a trigger. If I say always hungry, uh, uh. The 300 pound, <laughs> the 300 pound animal, AKA bull bull. How you doing, buddy? Where can they find you on socials? I am doing fantastic. It's Friday. I ain't got no job this weekend. I ain't got <laughs> nothing to do. So, uh, um, tonight I'm going to, I'm going to hit up a, High school football game with the Bullman, the Bullman oh. Downs, uh, um, a lo- local wrestling legend. I like to call him uh, Bullman Downs. But uh, we'll, we're going to hit up a high school football game, so we're, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, you know, it's the high school playoffs, and so nice. I'm looking forward to that. And uh, um, you know, if you want to hit me up on the socials, Twitter is Manimal Bull. Instagram, Manimal 300, and you know, <laughs> I told myself that I wasn't going to make fun of this today, so I'm just going to go right into it. I'm going to just be like, I'm on Facebook, it's Bull Pro, if you want to hit me up on there, in like six weeks I might accept your friend request. I mean, I'm on Facebook too, but it's not nearly as fun as when you do it. So I just leave it. I just leave it alone. <laughs> it is what it is. It's, I mean, if we're gonna have bits, right? I mean, my well. my thoughts are is like, what happens if all your followers end up on Facebook instead? <laughs> and uh, anything on I, I think it's like that anyway. <laughs> Everybody wants to be my friend on Facebook, but nobody follows me on Twitter. I'd, <laughs> Oh man, well I'm I'm over here uh, looking up some stats. I'm actually at home this time, so I can pull up my computer and, and dig through through some statistics. But I mean, we've got some cool stuff to talk about today. Uh, you know, it's Friday, kind of closing down the week. Um, you know, a little bit of hot stove going on in terms of the uh, in terms of free agency, and then I think we're kind of coming to an end for position players. Uh, and kind of going around the horn with position players and seeing, you know, who the Rangers have uh, at the major league level, the farm level, and then, you know, what they might, <laughs> what they might be willing to do in terms of free agency. Uh, my I hear son our right third, now is, our, our, yeah, yeah, our third is, is yes. with us today. Yeah, yes, some, we have some our days third we're co-host. graced. Yeah, we're, we're graced <laughs> with the presence of our third co-host, <laughs> Baron Manimal Frazier. <laughs> Baron know. Baron Manimal Fraser. That's right. It, it has a ring to it. It's, it's, it's it. sticking, damn it. It's gonna <laughs> stick before the end of time. Like I'm gonna have Marie have calling him Manimal before long. 
I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, yeah. So, so my son Baron is joining us today, and he's he's over here uh, learning how to play with stuff. And um, you know, as as always comes with playing with toys, frustration uh, and excitement always join are part of that. And I'm sure um, he'll have some really hot sports opinions on center fielders and second basemen and shortstops. Well, he's been talking about it all week, um, so I think I think it's a it's high stoked. time. Yeah, it's high time that we actually um, dig into some of this. And and I, honestly, there's there's one name that we've brought up as we were kind of chatting on here, and one guy we haven't spent a lot of time talking about, but I would like to stop down and talk about him a little bit. Uh, and that's one of the Rangers' prospects. Um, but before we get to that, let's talk about what they got. Um, you know, second base and shortstop, there's not a lot to talk about in terms of starters. I mean, I want to say there's $500 million invested in two guys uh, by the name of Seeger and Simeon. And I think I think we know that as long as those guys are healthy, those guys are starting. Well, I think um, that was one of the really good things about last year was maybe if their numbers were a little bit down, they both stayed healthy the whole season. And that was yeah. really big for Seager because he, he hasn't ever really, you know, what, last year one of the biggest concerns bringing him in was, is he going to stay healthy? So that was a, a nice, you know, him staying healthy was a nice turn of events. And and uh, I think that really made a big difference. When it, well, it's like know, he showed himself. And, it's like he showed himself he could stay healthy. Well, yeah, and I think that's big also for like, Bassett and guys like that that are in and uh, that are coming off of injuries that are free agents that they can look at Corey Seager and say, "Hey, he stayed healthy. I can stay healthy." Mitch Haniger is another one of those guys that are coming off of injuries. So you want to say, like, you know, hey, those guys—they're not a risk just because they haven't had that health. But then again, it's also one year of ten. So maybe you know next year we can we can start seeing some consistency to a full season for Seager. Yeah, I really believe that if Seager and Simeon play at seventy five percent or above their potential, meaning one hundred percent being the best seasons they've ever had, um, if they play at that level again, I think this team with with some pitching, I think this team definitely will be a contender. I, I just think there's just no way they won't be. Um, and again, we can talk about these guys all day long. I, I mean, obviously I was, I, I personally was a little disappointed in Simeon last year. I know he finished well and, and I know at the end of the year, his stats were, were great, but you know, bull at the beginning of the season, everybody has a chance. And that's why I think the beginning of the baseball season is of, of, so of, of any season or of any of the professional sports. I think it's the most important because I think you can win or you, you may not win the World Series are a pennant, but you can definitely lose uh, or a division, but you can definitely lose one uh, in the first couple of months. And and Simeon's start last year was really disappointing for me just because of the timing of it. Not that I didn't think he could pull himself out of it, in which he did, but it's more about the fact that there were, all the pressure was on him and he kind of struggled. Uh, yeah, and I think he pressed. I think he pressed coming off of in, uh, into a big contract that – you know, he was snubbed the year before. He was he went to Toronto on a one year, you know, and and didn't get a contract coming off of his first free agency year and took a chance on himself and and got the big money and and then I think he pressed thinking that he needed to carry the Rangers whenever he just needs to be a guiding force in the Rangers. 
especially right. if they're going to hit him in the leadoff spot. He doesn't have to be the whole team. He doesn't have to hit the 50 home runs that he hit in Toronto. And I mean, he if he's if he's a 25 25 guy, that's a pretty good that's a pretty good second baseman. And I think he's more than that. I think if he'd have had a full season of 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 not pressing, playing the baseball that you knew he could play. Um, he could have been a, a 35 home run guy this last year. I mean, he kind of squandered two full months of the season. So, mm-hmm. you know, you don't, looking back on that, I mean, you know, he gets two more extra months out of the season and you're talking 10 home runs and, and maybe 15 or 20 more doubles or, or 15 doubles at least. And, 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 or 10 to 15, you know, you know what I'm saying though? No, like I the do. productivity, and- the productivity should have been a lot higher. And, and I just think really he pressed. I think that he, he thought that the, the, the pressure was on him to be the, the guy and it didn't have to be because they were still yeah. a good team while he pressed. No, I think the pressure, if you're, I mean, in reality, the pressure is on the pitching staff. That's my opinion. The, the 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 job of the players is to score runs, but the pressure should always solely, mostly lie on the pitching staff because, again, I believe, that's me, though, that they're the most pivotal aspect of the game to winning. Um, but I think, too, with Seager, I mean, with Simeon, I actually, the numbers he finished with don't bother me a bit. It's not about struggling. People are going to have ups and downs. It's kind of like win. And I think that's the, the thing that if we're going to be a playoff team, you know, it's when you struggle that matters the most. And I think it, it, I, I would love to see him. And he's not – he's historically not a fast starter anyway. So to expect him to be that might be high expectations. But, but I just it can't be see two him. months. Right. Like, and not two months, and it just can't be horrible. And obviously, Seager was a fast starter. So I think if, if you know, Seager can continue to be kind of a hot starter and if we can just get – you know, and it's going to sound weird, but double the production, which would have been batting 222 instead of 111. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I, think, I mean, I get I what mean, you're saying. And, and, I, and having we would be a lot more competitive. We'll be a lot more competitive early on, which will keep us from getting into a hole. And having uh, those is- eight to 10 doubles and those eight to 10 home runs and all of that, that's very important to, to the, the whole season. You know, it, it, it's yeah. hard to put in perspective. I mean, unless you're basing it on war, I mean, but the you know, those guys were what they you thought they'd be in war. I mean, they're a plus yeah. ten. They're a plus ten yeah. together, yeah. and they and when they're good, they're going to be more than a plus ten, and when they're bad, they're going to be right around ten. Well, and also too, and again, this is going to sound a little exaggerated. It may be more like a, a a shock radio hot take, but you know, their their war was canceled out by the coach. Uh, so if, if there's actually some decent coaching, I believe their war, that war actually would stand for something. You'd have probably seen the Rangers win 10 more games, at least if you didn't have the coach at a negative 10 war or or more. Uh, and again, I know we harp on Woodward and so what it's our show. Um, well, and and, I mean, he he was, (laughs) I don't know. I just think he was so bad here that you kind of have to harp on it. Like whenever you start thinking about the, uh, the idea of Bochy, running this thing next year, you have to like kind of harp on that idea that like they're going from a guy that was a a bench coach that was not too far off of his playing career to a guy that was a three-time world champion, took the Padres to a world series in the nineties, 
was a mm-hmm. former catcher for the uh, Astros and the was it the Padres? Was he a, I think he was a Padres catcher. But so you know, this is a guy that goes back in the league all the way back into the you know the seventies, and 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 uh, you know that's a whole different, maybe even into the sixties. You know, like so, uh, you, you know, he's just a different. It's different whenever you're thinking about the what he brings to the table and what Woodward brings to the table. And like we were saying the last time we we were talking was just that that we're looking at this through. The Woodrow, the Woodrow <laughs> stand, standard, you know, like we're looking through like what they like through him and what they like through John Daniels and kind of Chris Young coming in. So we're going to kind of find out what Chris, Chris Young and Chris and Bruce Bochy like this year. Right, right. And just just I have Bochy's career pulled up right now. Uh, he played uh, played for Houston, the Mets. In the Padres, I would say his best season was 1986, where he hit eight home runs, batted 252, and he finished the season with a 838 uh, ops. So uh, you know, he pretty had, good he had for a, a backup catcher, bro, bro. You and I both know, man. If you can make it to the biggest league of whatever you're involved in and just play even a little bit, uh, you deserve respect. And all those people out there that knock on major leaguers or any professional level athletes that even even took one check from a professional league, uh, you're a jabroni and don't listen to our show. Um, yeah, anyway. no, they don't know. Uh, yeah, like what it does. <laughs> those are the guys that just like automatically assume that like Barry Bonds took steroids and 60 home run or 73 home runs happened. Right. You know, yeah. Like that. yeah. Ignorant. <laughs> like that he ignorant. just, he just took them and that's what the difference between, you know, well, anyway, and then like, we'll there, and right, right. And back to Seager, you know, again, I, I didn't hate Seager's season either uh, at all. I think again, Seager at one point, I felt like kind of was carrying the team. And so that's what you expect out of a guy getting paid that it's and, not like you can, it, it's not like you can say, you know, you're being hard on him or you're putting too much pressure on him. No, yeah, that's he, why he's, he's getting here. paid. A lot of money. Yeah, he's right. getting paid right. a lot of money to be that guy. And and like we were talking about, I don't ever think he'll be like a, a, a Jeter captain type guy, mm-hmm. but I do think that he's going to be a good presence in the locker room, especially yeah. as he starts like getting up these lists as like where he is as a second or a shortstop. And, and, and as he becomes one of the, the better shortstops to ever play the game down the road because I think that, I mean, he's, he's going to be in that if he stays healthy and keeps playing at the standard of what he played last year mm-hmm. at best or at worst is mm-hmm. last year. Then, yeah. I mean, I think like, I mean, he's going to be a real leader for this thing and it's not going to be the, the prototypical Derek Jeter type leader, captain type guy, but like a, a leader that just kind of make sure that the clubhouse is in order Make sure they're ready to win games, and when it's time to do it on the field, he's going to be the guy that does it on the field. Right, and we know he can hit in the playoffs. We know he's clutch. Uh, so again, it's it's not anything that we're concerned about, and he's probably the least of our worries. Um, and also, too, like we'd said during the third base show, we we honestly probably deep down hope that it's Josh Young that becomes the leader of this team and and actually surpasses. Seager and surpasses Simeon and we're looking at a generational player uh with Josh Young but on that note actually, well like good, Barron good. said 
just a second ago when we were talking about young, you know, if you're having, if you're third base or your left field side of the infield or your third base side of the infield are your two best players and your two biggest leaders in different ways. That's a, that's a good sign. Right. Right. I, sorry. And thanks for the, well, he, he finally he got, got talking up. about yeah. You got talking about <laughs> those guys what they can be, and it fired him up, man. It, he got fired up. <laughs> I get it, man. Baseball's exciting whenever it's when you're talking about good players. <laughs> well, okay. So talking about good players, talking about um, infielders, and talking about the Rangers' second base and shortstop. There's a guy that I alluded to earlier that I I'm getting more and more excited about the more I look at his numbers the more I, you know, just kind of dig into to him as a player. And I just wonder what the Rangers are going to do with this guy because it really looks like we have a budding, like a legit budding superstar with this guy because he kind of, again, he kind of snuck under the radar for me. But now that I'm kind of looking at him and I'm comparing him to some of these other guys that maybe had similar uh, career well, trajectories – I, um, I know who you're talking about, and I've, I've, I've been on this kid since he was at the Dominican camp hitting 450. Yeah. At the, you know, in summer league and, and leading their Dominican team to the, to the uh, championship tournament or the tournament or whatever that they have down there. And I, I think you're talking about Louis Angel Acuna. That is, that's who I'm talking about. Well, what are we going to do? Like, me, what are we going to do? <laughs> What, guy because he looks like a star what what struck me with him at first is obviously the name right because he's ron ron acuna's little brother and uh so he's got kind of that you know that name that i was intrigued by because you know how the second generation players are right you know yep. like you get those guys that are good good second generation players and you're you see one of them get to the league and then you find out he's got a couple of little brothers. Yep. And you start getting excited about those guys. And so I was, I think this was probably, oh, 2018, maybe that I was kind of on him when mm-hmm. he was, I guess it would have been, he's rule five eligible this year. So yeah, it would have been 18, it had to be 19, 17, 18. First- well, his first year, his first year in the Rangers minor league system was 2019. Okay, so it was. Yeah, he, he absolutely he, torched. Yeah, he the league. he was a he was a man among men in that Dominican league, and he was playing yeah. a lot of shortstop, playing a lot of second base in that. Okay. So I remember. I mean, and I remember. You know, I mean, that was a league where it was, it's a developmental league, so he didn't play every day. Yeah. So that affected the team too, you know, him not being in the lineup because it's a developmental league and they got to get other guys reps. Well, so. let me ask you this. Let me ask you this about him because like, okay, a lot of times you look at these guys numbers and you look at them and you go, okay, well, he only batted 270, you know, two, uh, you know, 270. He, you know, I'm talking about last year at double AA, a triple a together or double a and, and a ball together. Um, but even really at double A, uh, he struggled a little bit uh, at Frisco. But the re- but he, you know, 277, 370 on base percentage, 426 slugging. So it, those I, I numbers think are good. That, I mean, no, that's but almost I also an think it's misleading. But it's also misleading because remember, you know, Fernando Tatis Jr. didn't just torch the minor leagues. 
neither did some of these other like 20 year old stars. I feel like those guys no, are working yeah. on stuff while they're in, while they're down there and their numbers, they know they're going to play. Well, they I know they're going to have their big league shot and they're out there working on things. I don't know that I would rate him as, as a, as high as his brother, as far as superstar, but he's, he's got the makeup of a, a really good player and he can play the most premium positions at a high clip because he right. plays, I mean, he plays a, a top level short, a top level second, and a top level center field. Right. And maybe so, not top level center field, but it's a position that he plays and he plays it pretty well. So it's, you, you don't really know what to expect just yet of him. And you're also, you know, you're waiting on those questions to kind of answer themselves this year with Tavares and Thompson and maybe even Josh Smith. And, you know, Acuna may be one of those guys that you can get away with keeping all your pitching if you're willing to send him somewhere for a star pitcher, if you're mm-hmm. willing to load him with Foscu and and maybe some of the maybe some of the lower top twenty pitching like Venasco or TK Roby instead of the top level pitching like uh, Owen White and Jack Leiter and and Rocker Porter, those guys. Well, I just something about this this guy kind of has me really intrigued about him because he's 20 years old. There's here's the here's what does it for me. He's 20 years old and he's on already on your 40 man. And I know that probably part of that is to protect, maybe to have protected him from the rule five, but like that shows a lot. Um, he's 20 years old and he's already on your 40 man roster. And I don't think they're going to be able to put him on waivers to send it, you know, to get him off the 40. They can designate him. No, he'll be on the 40 men the whole season unless he's traded. Right. So my thoughts are, why is he going to be on the 40 men if they don't even intend for him to play? And the one thing that I will say is because like we just said, he plays three high leverage positions at an above average clip. Mm Mm-hmm. You can hide a guy like that on your on your twenty six man roster if you're a bad team because mm-hmm. you're not there isn't the pressure of him playing all the time but you can get him lots of time like by sending him out to center field late in the game to finish off defensively you're mm-hmm. getting him you have I mean he's a pretty good runner so you know you don't want to, you can have him pinch hit or pinch run late in games for for guys. And then he can go out and play whatever um, position they just they just came off of, you know. Because I mean, there's no reason to say he can't play third, mm-hmm. left, and right too. I mean, because he's got maybe not a, a huge arm, but he's got a big enough arm to play left for sure, and he's got a big enough arm to play center for sure. So, right. and at least have an average arm out there with that. Right. I mean, his ideal position, I think, is second base. Uh-huh. But I don't think that's going to be. Um, I don't know. I don't think that's going to be where he ends up. I don't think so. I think he's going to probably end up in center field. Right, and and I I just again I just find this guy very intriguing. I I definitely could see him as trade trade material given the backup uh, at the position he plays. 
Um, but I also think, like, if that's not the case and the Rangers do have plans for him, uh, do you think in, – in my and I, and I would have plans for him just because, like I said, he's – there's something about, like – there's just something about him as a player that kind of tells me that I think he's – he's going to be the goods. Um, do you think maybe he starts the season off and he kind of stays because he can still be in the minor leagues and be on the 40 man roster. Am yeah, I right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. No, I mean right. like you just, the, you just have so many you can protect because you have what 14 extra players on the, on the yeah. 40 man than you have on the actual 26 that's on your live roster. So, yeah, right. I mean, you, you, you can, it, it's just, they don't have to, option you know they have options with with you so they have so many options and i think i think it might be three where mm-hmm. for three years they can opt you up and down and yeah. and it might be four i'm not 100 percent sure yeah um but he's not one of those guys that i they're gonna try and designate and get through he's on that he's on there because he they probably believe he's gonna play for the team at some point in the next couple of years yep Yep, I I agree, and again, I just I know I just almost know for a fact we're gonna see some of him this year on the big leagues big league team. I'm excited to see him. I think he's one of the more exciting guys that deserved a little bit of time on our show, just because I think I think you believe in him. I think I believe in him. I think the Rangers believe in him. So I think he's a, a name that needs to be talked about. Yeah, and um, he was one of those guys that we made sure we talked about whenever we talked about 40-man roster. Mm-hmm. He was one of the first names that got brought up on that yeah. outside of, outside of you know, pitching. Uh, and, uh, but anyway, um, so let's, <laughs> let's, let's uh, kind of move on. I think we kind of got finished here. Was, now, I guess we're going to do maybe like a quick uh, – I don't know if we want what you want to call it, but like a rapid fire or like a kind of a closeout here of a, uh, you know, free agent news. Like there's some want, free agent news that happened. Yeah, I, 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 so far today, uh, former Ranger Chris Martin. Okay. Uh, he signs a couple of years. He got seventeen and a half million over two years to pitch for Boston for the next two years. So that's a pretty uh-huh. good win for him. I think he. Not only was he a former Ranger, but I want to say that he was like an Arlington kid too. So, so good for him. And he's an older cat, so another yeah, win for Arlington, us old Texas. guys, you know. Yeah, us Arlington, old guys. Texas. He's probably got a Facebook. But I want to say that, uh, yeah. Oh, definitely, yeah. Like, I mean, what is he? Thirty-seven. He's definitely got a Facebook. He probably posts pictures of his vacation, like his off-season vacation, on there right now. Like, you got like pictures of him and his wife and. Like fishing, Vermont, out there fishing or something. Yeah, yeah. like Ver- in a Vermont stream with moose and stuff. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what the cat does for vacation, but that sounds pretty great. Well, I mean, he had a nice, he had a nice season last year. I mean, it looks yeah, like he, he was really good. Five earned run over. average, fifty six innings, seventy four strikeouts and fifty six innings. Uh yeah. <laughs> uh, was that just with the Dodgers? Like, I think that, he, like that's total, total. Oh, that's total. total? That's okay. Total. With the Dodgers, he was 24 innings with 34 Ks and a 1.13 earned run average, or I'm sorry, a uh, 1.46 earned run average. So he was, he Lights was out. stellar. Yeah, he was great for the Dodgers. He was getting outs um, for them, them, them Dodgers down the stretch. Yeah, and he was, you know, he was probably he was probably just wasting away uh, with the Cubs and probably trying to find some motivation uh, playing for a bad team. Do you... But uh, once, it, bro, the way you listen to this, hold on a second. 
Guess how many people he walked. Guess how many people he walked when he in his twenty four innings with the Dodgers. Uh, one. One person. That was just a guess, really, person. too. My hey, God. how about uh, here, here's a little here's a little quick trivia that maybe maybe you'll know, maybe you won't know. What was the piece that came back for Chris Martin when the Rangers traded him? Oh man, that that we who did we get back? Who for did Chris we get Martin? back? Oh, for Chris man. Martin. You're the guy that would know this, not me. Colby Allard. Oh, so we so traded we him to Atlanta. Just sent back to Atlanta. Oh, so okay. I should have known. I gotta I admit, Atlanta got us on this one. Yeah, they did. They yeah, won that he was one. He a heck of a bullpen guy. Because he has been. He keeps getting money everywhere yeah. he goes, or you know, every year when he's a free agent, he's getting at least one year. Yeah, and getting for you know this year you well, got. Looks you got like what? he got on the. Looks like he got on the sauce last year because he jumped from. 43 innings pitched and 33 strikeouts to 56 innings pitched and 74 Ks. So uh, might just have been healthy know. too. Might just have been yeah. healthy. That's true because the year before that was an anomaly. Normally he's around the 10 and a half Ks per nine. And uh, that one year I was talking about 2021, he only was at 6.9. Could have been hurt. Could have been. Yeah, he jumped back up to his norm, which is uh, that 10, 10, 11 range. So yeah, so it sounds more like it was. Just kind of a fluke last year or two years ago that he wasn't the guy that he was last year. So, what well, else? We'll Tell see, me what else. Know, um, free agency. Oh, uh, well, no, not in free agency, but uh, another trade. little There's thing that came down right before we decided to to start recording was uh, the Milwaukee Brewers send Colton Wong to the Seattle Mariners for Abraham Toro and Jesse Winker. Oh wow! Oh, so I remember Jesse. How do you how do you spell Col- Colton W? What A N G or W O N G? He is the he was a Cardinals second baseman for a while. What what's um, his first name? Colton, I know the name. K O L T L K O L T O N Colton Wong. Colton yeah. Wong, there he is. Okay. Yeah, Hawaiian yeah. guy, okay. Hawaiian gotcha. kid. Um, he was good for he was good. He's a but the the I think the Cardinals were able to just kind of let him sign free agent sign somewhere else. So the Mariners they, got rid of Toro for him. Yeah, that seemed weird. I thought uh, I thought Abraham Toro was going to be I, one of the guys. I think he's going to be really good. It, this is one of those trades why you always wonder how Milwaukee's good every year, and they make <laughs> under the radar trades like this where yeah, like like. Seattle is desperate for a second baseman with Frazier leaving. And they're uh-huh. like, oh, well, we can go get Colton Wong. And the mm-hmm. Brewers are kind of in sell mode. And mm-hmm. the Brewers are like, well, yeah, but we want Abraham Toro. And they're like, okay, but you got to take Jesse Winker with him. And they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll take Jesse Winker with him. And then Abraham Toro and Jesse Winker both end up being stars in Milwaukee or at least, you know, like above – you know, a couple point huh. trash heap guys, you know. And, right, they, right. It like just feels couple... like these are two guys that the, the Mariners kind of had, I feel like at one point kind of had like well plans for. Interesting. I, I want to say Toro came up through uh, Houston. Houston. Yeah, and yeah. he ended up getting sent to Seattle. And he still got uh, probably three or four years left of service time for yeah. – 
for yeah, Milwaukee. Yeah, Toro, I think, is going to turn out to be a pretty good player, man. And he'll probably end up playing second base there and end up being a pretty good second baseman. And, and then huh. Winker, is one of two things is going to happen with Winker. He's either going to kind of get it together a little bit this year and become like more like what he was a couple of years ago, or he's not. And he's going to just be a guy in the big leagues. Interesting. Wow. Wow. What a what an interesting trade that you just um... – yeah, wow, good job for Milwaukee. I think they won that trade. So yeah, I feel um, like if uh, if you tried to do that in like a league with a salary cap, they'd be like, you can't do that. Yeah. Well, man, I think we're gonna we're gonna call it a. It's a perfect time. Yeah. Yeah, perfect time. We're gonna call in. it a day. Uh, we got most of what we wanted. We got to talk a little Simi and got to talk a little Seager. Most importantly, I wanted to, to to stop down and have a little time for Acuna, just because he's just an interesting player. Um, yeah, some some interesting news. It feels like the maybe hopefully Seattle just got worse, um, so that's what we can always hope for in the division. So uh, some good news there, and um, you know, good for good for Martin. So, um, well, Manimal, I think we're gonna we're gonna take it home. Uh, it's about to be the weekend, so we're wishing everybody a, a good weekend, and um, you know, GM meetings. The, yeah, we, we should have some. Yeah, some cool stuff. Monday morning, I want to say that something will happen Monday morning. We'll have a little bit to talk about. Even if it's not the Rangers, maybe we'll talk about some free agent stuff, even even if it's not the Rangers on Monday. And maybe the implications. Yeah, and it'll give us the implications (laughs) of where they stand and and what they've got left to do and what else is available. So, you know, so we'll know more. You know, I mean, It'll all shake down, but the GM meetings, that's where it kind of starts getting going, and we'll find out who's willing to make some trades and who's willing to take on some free agents. Awesome. Well, uh, big boy, have a good weekend. Uh, Big boy, I'm talking to my son too much. Uh, Yeah, yeah, Baron, big boy, have a good weekend. It sounds like my my dog, BB, that's why BB stands for Brindle Bear, but I call him big boy. My big boy, because you know you guys talk to your dog that way. Oh well, you know. (laughs) Bull, have a good weekend. Uh, I look forward to getting uh, back on it, getting back on the horse on Monday. Uh, Good, have a good weekend, everybody that listens to the show. Um, Bull, you want to close us out? Take it home. Hey, thanks for listening today. We had a good show. I thought I really, uh, I felt like it flew right by. So uh, we'll just, uh, I'm going to send it back to you so you can do the. The last little. (laughs) This is Texas Rangers with the boys signing out.